Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm going to take a bit of a leap of faith here. I just paused the television because CBS was about to break in with some overnight news out of Ukraine and some of the shelling that continues from the evil Russian empire. Ukraine, where deadly Russian attacks forced civilians to run for their lives this morning in the capital city of Kiev, as multiple blasts ripped apart busy neighborhoods. Photographers captured these images on your screen now of a so-called suicide drone. It's an mm. unmanned aircraft which is designed to explode on impact. Holly Williams has the latest now on these terrifying aerial attacks. Man, that's a scary looking thing. Is wow. that the stuff from Iran? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I want to hear a little more of this from Holly Williams. For the second time this month, city streets in the center of Ukraine's capital have been pummeled. Russia's repeatedly denied targeting civilians. But this neighborhood is jam-packed with apartment buildings, schools, and restaurants. Ukraine says the Russians used so-called suicide drones, which explode on impact, causing devastation. The U.S. says Iran has agreed to sell several hundred of them to Moscow. Yes, fantastic. At the same time that the Biden administration, in theory, is working on a plan to give Iran a ton of money so they can do more of that. Yeah, and Iranian civil rights activists are saying, don't do that. Don't be seen shaking their hands and sitting around a table with these monsters. 
Uh, more on Iran to come, including the the beating deaths of two 16-year-old girls that have re-rallied the people of Iran against the regime. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I think they're still screwed because of the, the Republican Guard and their power, but uh, anyway. Grim. Grim! Uh, Something yeah. tells me we're going to be getting even more sophisticated air defenses uh, to Kiev as fast as we can. Yeah, I had to start this story. France has pledged to train up to 2,000 Ukrainian soldiers and offers air defense missile system, their best air defense missile system, and they're going to train people up on it. So that's uh, that is a result of what you just heard there. Germany has vowed to make positive statements and do freaking nothing. Uh, so this is a major escalation by France to uh, offer up these air defense systems, and, to, and it's because of what Iran has given Ukraine. I mean, it's a classic proxy war situation. Iran gave Russia better stuff, so now France and us are giving Ukraine better stuff. I want to hit this story before I get to something about the Russian soldiers, because I thought it was worth uh, hearing. Did you hear about this orchestra conductor that was killed? I just saw the headline. So he's the head conductor of Kursan's top theater and their orchestra. Kursan is the second biggest city in Ukraine. So it's a, it's a modern big city. And it has been occupied pretty much since day one of this thing going back to February. Well, the Russians were trying to force him to lead and conduct the orchestra to show just how great things are going and and how everybody's digging the whole Russian thing, and he refused. The conductor, Yuri Kurpatenko, who led orchestras in the uh, region and had for years, was fatally shot after he refused to take part in an online day of music organized by Russian-backed local officials, the culture minister said. Boy, I hope the symphony hall or theater or whatever is named for him for the next hundred years. Absolutely, that's what I was thinking. Um, it was tweeted out by the... Uh, one official there in Kursan. Russians planned concert in Kursan to show how normal life there is. Yuri refused to participate and was murdered. R.I.P. A true Ukrainian. Yeah. There'll be a statue outside of that place to him forever. Uh, because Ukrainians taking that place back. I mean, there's no getting around that. You know, I find myself thinking, if I were consulting the Ukrainian government... <clears throat> And they said, uh, Joe, how can we further steal the will of our people to the point where they will never stop fighting yeah, Russia? Yeah, no kidding. I would say a couple of brave heroes who, in the face of death, uh, refuse to go along as examples. And gosh, I don't know how we get this going, but have like random attacks into residential areas that have zero strategic value, but are just terrorizing people. And, and and lean on history that shows every time a power has tried to bomb a, a people into submission, it hardens their will. It doesn't crack it, it hardens it. Uh, can you imagine, I was watching you know, on our monitor here, the, uh, the bombs slam into apartment buildings in Ukraine. That happens you know, to my home and I survive it. I am now hardcore till I'm dead fighting back. Right, and 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 uh, and willing to do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. The people of Kursan who got news that the Russians had gone into the home of their orchestra conductor and killed him in his house because he wouldn't go along with the Russians. Do you think they're more likely to submit or less likely to Come submit? Come on, now? everybody, let's go along with the Russians. We don't want to end up shot. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Anyway, different story. New York Times did a good job on this. The The headline, coffins are already coming. The toll of Russia's chaotic draft. Newly mobilized recruit, recruits are already at the front in Ukraine. 
fighting and dying after only days of training. This particular picture they show here, they all look like they're about 20 years old. If that. Look at that one guy in the third row. He looks like he might be 17. And then the other picture that they had on there, everybody looked like they were about 60 and fat. And they're being sent out there untrained. Wow, yeah, look at that, dude. Uh, A half dozen Russian soldiers talk about being shipped to an area of intense fighting in eastern Ukraine. God, shipped to where the most active fighting is. Just 11 days after their mobilization. 11 days after you you signed up and you hugged your wife or girlfriend or whatever, you're right there being shot at by a well-trained, motivated army. Those of you who went through basic training in whatever branch... Think about that. 11 days, officer training school, whatever. Asked about his shooting practice, a bearded conscript says, once, three magazines. Okay, get on the bus. In another town in central Russia, newly mobilized men march in place in their street clothes. No machine guns, nothing. No clothes, no shoes, says an unidentified observer. Half of them are hung over, old, at risk. The ambulance should be on duty. Wow. Elsewhere, scores of relatives of freshly drafted Russian soldiers crowd outside a training center, passing items through its fence to the recruits. Boots, berets, bulletproof vests, backpacks, sleeping bags, camping mats, medicine, bandages, food. This is not how it's supposed to be done, a woman told the news outlet. We buy everything. Wow. Wow. And I remember elsewhere in the article, they're talking about how the facilities that these guys are being shipped to for their three to 11 days of training are just poop piles. Um, Wow. So the relatives are having to hand through, like, did you say bulletproof vests? Yeah. I suppose if you have one, you'd give it to your son. Wow. So, you know, if these, if we were talking about like the brave insurgents in some country that was beset by a power, You'd think, oh, my God, look at that. All the all the families are rallying to give these kids anything they can to resist the enemy. It'd, it'd be sad and, and, and sweet, but brave. But no, this is the power. This is the big country. The alleged, you know, third greatest military on Earth. And uh, how motivated are those families to be supportive of the Putin administration? Going well, forward? right. And, and these poor sons of bitches. Sorry, sorry but the... the, the the 55-year-olds and the 17-year-olds who've had three to 11 days of training and have no gear. And what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Oi. Yes, Michael. I'm just thinking maybe the Ukrainian side, I know this might sound crazy, have some sort of surrender program. They do. There's uh, there's like a 1-800 number. And they, they say they've gotten thousands of calls already. Yes. Yeah, throw up billboards all over the country. Russian, want to surrender? Call 1-800-PUTIN-SUCKS. Yeah, Zelensky switched to Russian in his speech yesterday and put out that message of how you can surrender to our side. Wow. Back to the New York Times article. Despite draconian laws against criticizing the special military operation, in quotes, in Ukraine, Russian social media is awash with scenes like those above captured in widely circulating videos. So the word is getting out in Russia. Such posts are taking the Ministry of Defense to task for acting just as Western military experts predicted, rushing thousands of newly drafted, untrained, ill-equipped soldiers to Ukraine, too desperate to plug holes in its defensive lines to mold the men into cohesive units because they don't have time. They are giving them at best basics and at worst nothing, said one observer. And then, and then the picture that I 
I tweeted out of a bunch of guys that look like they're 60 years old with grim looks on their faces. Well, they, they should have grim looks on their faces because the wow. decent chance they're going to die wow. for nothing. So this is all to hold the lines where they hold territory for a while, I guess, till winter comes? God, it ain't, that ain't going to work. And it's not going to work. They're either going to just die from uh, incompetence, not their fault, or or flee. Well, considering the Ukrainian growing expertise in kind of unit-by-unit uh, unit directed semi-asymmetrical warfare where they move swiftly, they have independence of movement. Uh, I've got some good stuff on that, actually, compared to the top-down style of the Russian military. But how quickly, when you're attacked from the rear at night, sleepless night, then you're attacked uh, with artillery from the front, how long before a, a conscript like we're talking about panics? And either flees into the woods or shoots his superiors or shoots himself or whatever. Well, you had that base over the weekend where a couple of guys shot a whole bunch of Russian soldiers that were training. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more often. Well, and again, referring to Elliot Ackerman's fabulously uh, powerful The Fifth Act, um, he talks a lot about unit cohesion and how important that is in the military. And, And a lot of civilians don't understand that once the fighting starts, and, and I will speak by proxy, forgive me those of you who have actually been in combat, but um, you're not fighting for the flag and the folks back home when you're actually fighting. You're fighting for the guy next to you. You're fighting for your unit. And there is zero unit cohesion in these Russian uh, you know, outfits. Maybe like, I'll talk about this later. I saw our friend Mike Lyons on CNN over the weekend talking about Russia's escalate to de-escalate program that would involve nuclear weapons and uh, where they could be headed that direction, where if you're getting your ass kicked and you got no choice, you set off a nukes, you can freeze the battlefield for a little while, get your act together, and then de-escalate. buddy of mine was reading about Russia's super weapons that they allegedly have, including, I can't remember the name of the one, the Moby Dick or something like that, or the Super Nasty Whale, or I can't remember. But uh, that's the one that causes 1,500-foot radioactive tsunamis. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, those poor Russians, whether they're 17 or 57, being sent there to fight for nothing, untrained. God dang it. Wow. That's brutal. Does Putin survive this? He can't. (sighs) Anyway, we got more on the way, and our text line, as always, is 415-295-KFTC. You mentioned, of course, the hot story of the day. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's talking about it, aren't you? The effort to castrate Pablo Escobar's hippos. I believe they were serving those testicles at that Chinese restaurant I mentioned earlier. (laughs) Delicious. That's today's special. (laughs) More on the way. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. At the height of his powers, notorious drug lord Pablo Escobar illegally imported a number of exotic animals, including a male and a female hippo. And nature then did what nature does. Pablo Hmm. Escobar, he was uh, the most powerful drug person ever. Big enough deal to make movies about. Uh, Multiple books and 
I heard the other day from, I think, the current president of Colombia saying Pablo Escobar never dreamed of the kind of power that drug lords have now. Wow. Which is quite a statement. Wow. I'm just shocked that a man who would build an empire on illegal drugs and have dozens, hundreds of people killed uh, whenever necessary would also violate animal import laws. (laughs) As they point out, he illegally imported a number of animals. He died in 1993. I'd forgotten that. I couldn't have told you what happened. After he built a billion-dollar cocaine empire. Yeah, the Mexican drug cartels are saying, a billion? Ha! Hold my cerveza. Right. And while his rhinos, giraffes, elephants, and kangaroos were rehoused, the hippos were left at his abandoned ranch in the Colombian countryside. They started to spread and also make sweet, sweet hippo love, apparently. But that's something to see. Oh, boy. How do they do it? Hippo style. Here's the doctor who was tasked with, wait, what now? Castrating uh, Pablo Escobar's hippos. Clip 16, Michael. We are not in a hospital facility. We are in a field actually full of lakes and rivers and marshlands. So actually just to administer the anesthetics is difficult and they die easily under anesthesia. That's difficult because they have internal testicles. You have to go through a skin that is around two, three centimeters thick. So it's like a bulletproof vest. And then you have to go to a eight centimeters fat of layer of fat. It was very stressful. We only have a 50% chance to be able to do it properly without the animal dying. And we managed to release it and the animal just look at us like, okay, are you leaving now? Uh, That was a good night. So many things happened because of what he did. And this just being one of them that we are still trying to solve. Colombian people are resilient. We will try our best to solve this situation. The sooner, the better. I wish I had a bulletproof vest for my testicles. First of all, I need to apologize. I come to this show knowing practically nothing about hippo genitals. I now know more than I did before. Um, And it occurs to me, that's a hell of an invasive species to have run around. Hippopotamuses? Hmm. Deadliest animal, uh, land animal on Earth? I think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. They're, They're vicious sons of guns. They're highly territorial. They're big as a house. They'll wreck your canoe. Sure is looking at you. So you can't have him running around. That poor guy's got to castrate him in the wild. Imagine the pressure. You think you're having a tough day. So China had their big meeting over the weekend. We should probably talk about that later. But this is kind of astounding. Just handed to me. Hot off the presses. Um, Joe Biden with his highest approval ratings in nine months in a Fox News poll where he stands at 46%. That sounds like an outlier to me. It does. It really sounds like an outlier. Hard to imagine how he would be at 46%. What's his average of polls lately? Like 42? Yeah, it's in the low 40s. Yeah. Because he had a, the, the ABC poll from the week ago. He was at 39. Maybe the CNN poll, but one of those polls. Let me check the headlines. He hasn't died, has he? Because people like like you better after you go. So <laughs> let me check that. No. I've got something on the average age of people in the federal government that's pretty good later. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's old. Here's a shock to you. Speaking of polling, some interesting uh, poll results and then perspective on how polls are done, including one key fact that I had not known until I just read it over the weekend. I will share it with you. Perhaps you will be intrigued, too. What is sleep divorce? We can get into that story. If you miss an hour of the show, 
Grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We have an unemployment rate that's three and a half percent, okay? There is no recession uh, that uh, would uh, prevail with that kind of an unemployment rate. We're obviously adding hundreds of thousands of jobs per month. We have consumers who still have pretty strong balance sheets. Uh, we have uh, job vacancies that are quite elevated. So there's a lot of uh, tailwinds in this economy, a lot of strength. It's Jared Bernstein, White House advisor. You know, that's not what a recession is really, although in his defense, the definition of a recession is really pretty murky. And to the extent that we might be in one, it's it's overemphasized, too. It's okay. thrown around like a magic yeah, but, word. Yeah, but, but tell me everybody be OK with changing the definition of a recession that we all use if they're a Republican president. Right. Right. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. 
Um, the Wall Street Journal, speaking to what he just said, they're out today. Economists now expect a recession, job losses by next year. Majority of economists that they talk to in the Wall Street Journal think the Federal Reserve will start cutting rates by late 23 or early 24 after the recession. If you're wondering when that will go back down. but Early 24, if I'm alive. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I just mentioned a poll from Fox that had Biden's approval rating at the highest it's been in many, many months at 47%. And I said, sounds like an outlier. And then I turned to this, a New York Times poll that I guess came out over the weekend. New York Times Siena poll has Biden at 39% approval, which is more in line with most of the other polls. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. And it also says that Rovember isn't materializing. Rovember, I guess Pardon that's me. a Roe versus Wade thing. So oh. Rovember <laughs> follows Croctober, which I understand is a thing. People wear Crocs. As, all celebrities wearing Crocs. Rovember's after Croctober. You know, I meant to bring that up. The last time I flew, I was shocked at the number of people rocking Crocs for air travel. Yeah, I uh, I haven't given in yet. My son, he wears Crocs. All his friends wear Crocs to school. All the guys do. The girls don't very much, but yeah. all the guys do. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I wear them around the house. I, I'm not going to travel in them, partly because I'm, you know, I'm older, old school. But they are, and this is going to be controversial, they are so easy to slip off discreetly. Yeah, that's what my son says. That, that in school, uh-huh. they all see, you put them in... Uh, you take them out of sport mode, I guess, where you put uh, the thing up? Sport, sport mode is, uh, no, you, you take them out of all-wheel drive. <laughs> okay. Put them into sport mode. And he said everybody slips their feet out of their Crocs and puts them on top of their Crocs, and the teachers don't notice. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Michael. Uh, Hanson said that his wife loves him now, too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Mine are comfy. They are comfy. And mine, as I emphasized when I bought them, I even tweeted pictures of them. They have very small holes. They're black. Very small holes. They're gentlemen's Crocs. They're the wingtip of Crocs. Very dignified. And the joke has always been the holes are where your dignity leaks out. Right. Um, I feel like Crocs are a an established relationship footwear, not a I'm going oh. to get a boyfriend or girlfriend footwear. Oh, no. Show up for date one or two in Crocs and please. I, I, I meet an attractive woman and uh, she's wearing Crocs. She's She has to uh, overcome that with other personality <laughs> see i was picturing the dude not uh, maybe it's because my very cute and smart 20 what's the date 23 year old good lord uh daughter rocks the crocs with regularity no maybe i'm wrong maybe it so, uh, works out there in the single world i don't know yeah yeah well it depends what the age bracket you're uh, playing in They're, i don't i don't uh I, I don't do like <laughs> What do they call it? OLD, online dating. I've never done that. But like, if I was meeting a meeting an online dating thing for the first time, I just feel like showing up in Crocs at the Starbucks would be a bad idea. It's not something I would do. No idea. <laughs> Croctober. All right then. And so this is what again? Rovember? Except it's not. Rovember is next month. Oh, it's yes. clearly not Rovember yet. No. And yeah. they said in the New York Times poll that despite wanting it to be Rovember, only five percent of people said abortion was their most important issue. And as we were discussing earlier, there is a fair amount of criticism heading toward Democratic uh, candidates, the party in general, that they're uh, trying to just hammer abortion as if that will get them victory in November. And uh, increasingly, that doesn't seem like a good strategy from uh, James Carville to uh, various commentators I've read recently saying, you got to talk about the economy, kitchen table issues. Anyway, 
Uh, the New York Times-Siena college poll that Jack mentioned also included the following result. 49% of voters say they back the Republican congressional candidate in their district, compared with 45% backing the Democratic one. Uh, mildly interesting, although utterly meaningless, because we don't uh, we don't all take a vote as a country and then, you know, have 49% Republican Congress people and 45% Democrats. Right. It's, it's district by district. But for some reason, politicos seem to pay attention to this sort of thing. And they're district by district, and very few of them are competitive. Right. If you lose, it's going to be to somebody else from your party who's more extreme than you. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, It's a modest but notable swing from last month when Democrats led by one percentage point among key likely voters, et cetera, et cetera. Then they name check a bunch of states, although, again, it's kind of a silly stat. Uh, The reason I bring it up... Well, they posit that it's a decent national poll of mood, and they think it has to do with um, uh, gas prices and, and rent prices and inflation and crime and that sort of thing. Um, and that's what people care about. And, and notably, Nate Cohn in the New York Times, who is no conservative, said that's what people are paying attention to, not on democracy, whatever that means, gun violence and abortion. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I would submit that a significant chunk of people in blue cities, when they look at gun violence, they don't think, if only we could get Democrats in charge. Because, A, Democrats are already in charge, and B, as we've been talking about quite a bit, it's become infinitely clear in the bluest areas in the country that those policies don't work. So, anyway, putting that aside. What time is it? Yeah, we're good. Um, The reason I brought this up is Nate Cohn goes into methodology a little bit. And I did not know some of this. He says, our poll may show Republicans ahead 49-45, and yet it may not be accurate to say they're in the lead by four points. In fact, they actually lead by three points. How is this possible? Rounding. By convention, pollsters round the results to the nearest whole number. In this poll, the exact unrounded figures are 48.51, which rounds to 49, barely, and 45.47, which rounds down to 45. That's a three-point lead, really, but with rounding, it's four-point lead. Mm. Uh, this is not at all uncommon in 2020 polling. Our one-third of reported margins, based on the difference between the two rounded vote shares of candidates, were different from what our reported margin would have been if we'd rounded once on the difference between the two figures. So he's saying, don't round each figure, one down, one up in some cases. Figure out what the difference is, and then round that. I had no idea they didn't do that. Uh, let's see. Our result right. Among, That's the obvious way to handle it. A result among registered voters is reported as a forty-six to forty-six tie, but Republicans lead actually forty-six point two to forty-five point six. If we reported it as a rounded margin, this might count as a one-point Republican lead. And then he gets into why they do that because often they go down to like a thousandth of a point. But he points out our polls are not nearly that accurate, and anybody who claims they are is crazy. Why would you go down to a thousandth of a point and then say, you know, plus or three or four points margin of error? Right. What's the point of that? Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and he's saying, look, uh, don't anybody who claims that polls are accurate, like a CAT scan, is accurate. Mm-hmm. You're just you're wrong, and it's silly. Um, but he says there's a trade-off. Characterizing this as a four-point Republican lead doesn't merely offer a false sense of precision. It's just false, and that's not something I can gloss over. So he's evidently decided he can't stomach rounding anymore. That's a good thing to know. So here's a math nerd well, question. Well, just one, one more point. Four points 
is 33% more than three points. Sure. So, significant even as it's insignificant. How do you round, or did you, have you always been taught to round? I think probably the same as me. What do you mean? To the nearest number, I guess? Well, if it's five or more, you go up. Yes. Four or less, you go down. Yeah. Well, then I knew somebody who worked in a university setting, and they said they were shocked by me saying that one time. Really? Because they round odd, you always round down, even you round up. No. So if it's 46.8, you go down to 46, but if it's 46.7, you go up to... What? Based on, yeah, and I had never heard that in my life, and they That's were stupid. And they were scientists, and I thought, is there some sort of like next level randomness theory thing there that I don't understand? Well, I just, if just, there is, I'm sure somebody will explain it in harsh terms by email or text, but... <laughs> I'd never heard that before in my life. So wait a minute. And these were scientists. So 4.88 would round down to 4, but 4.11 would round up to 5? Right. I Ah, thought that was crazy. I just, you know, that's always stuck in my head when I hear rounding. That's bizarre. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm blown away. I will say this. I was shocked by the number of kids in school that couldn't grasp the rounding thing. <laughs> it always seemed quite simple to me. It's just, if it's five or five, you go up. If it's four lower, you go down. But anyway, different people have different strengths. They're, exactly. probably, they're probably shocked at my lack of ability to do lots of things. These are the kids who pronounced chess, chest, <laughs> which was always my, my litmus test as a kid. Whether they can be a friend or not. Right, exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, next hour, I'm hot to try to get into this story about um, why it is so many younger people are highly sympathetic to socialism and highly critical of or hostile to the free market. And I don't use the term capitalism. Well, yeah, I do sometimes, but I try to remember not to because that was a term from Karl Marx, who is not only a commie, but a deadbeat and a weak act. So that uh, in hour three. The most famous music act in the world is getting elvis BTS, the K-pop group, is headed off to serve in the military because they're at the right age, and in South Korea, everybody serves in the military. Some of those fellows look a little uh, weedy to like do special forces, if you <laughs> hear what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We should have uh, some sort of... Should we have some compulsory national service? That's something a lot of people have pitched over the years. I mean, they're they're handsome little fellows, no doubt, but they look a little more like the before shot of Captain America from the movie than the after, if you hear me, <laughs> right. hear me talking. Right. <laughs> more uh, pretty than intimidating. What is sleep divorce, among other things, on the way? Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way. And that kick is knuckling toward the upright. And it's good. Just gets out of the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee. Well, that was a uh, uh, not as exciting as it should have been announcement of that unbelievable ending to the game. Because the place went freaking crazy. I don't follow the college football at all. But it was at Tennessee. They upset their rival for the first time in a gazillion years. And the the college kids rushed the field, took down the goalposts, took them out of the stadium, and threw them in the river. (laughs) Which is absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. They've been fined $100,000 by the league. They've already raised almost that much money in a GoFundMe to pay the fine from all the fans who say, Yeah, we threw the goalposts in the river, and we'll do it again next time. You know, I'm down with all of that, but why in the river? What's, what the hell is the point of that? I don't now somebody's got to retrieve them out of the river. I don't know, but I find that fantastic. You know, I was getting home from something or other Saturday, and I happened to see that game on, and I paused it. And went about my business, then went back and watched the last quarter and a half, and it was just a ridiculous... What was the final score? 51-48 or something like yeah. that? 
Uh, and, and Tennessee beaten frequent national champion Alabama, their arch rival who they'd lost to uh, quite a few times in a row. And yeah, and, and rushing the field. And I found myself, I'm such a dad now. I found myself thinking, oh, I hope those Alabama players and nobody does anything mean to them or anything because that's a sea of humanity. But yeah, that look was this, something. Look at this shirtless college dude on the goalposts after as they're taking them down. This is the highlight of his life. If I had abs like that, I'd never wear a shirt. If I'd ever in my life had abs like that, I'd never wear a shirt. But yes, yeah, yes, I, get, I, get, I remember that sort of joy and ecstasy. Yeah, I, I haven't get, felt it since. I got friends who were there. I guess it was quite the scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what a zoo. What is sleep divorce? Well, this is the the name for it is not appropriate. I don't think because divorce, divorce is horrible. But this is can be fine depending on your situation sleep divorce is if a couple decides to sleep in separate beds or separate rooms due to differences in sleep patterns habits or preferences yeah call it sleep separation which i guess is uh is uh can be a whole bunch of different things mm-hmm. like one of you snores or one of you likes a different temperature or one of you insists there be a dog in the bed and the other one says mm. i ain't sleeping with a dog mm. or whatever it is but obviously you don't want a divorce so you sleep in uh, separate beds in the same room or different rooms or whatever. Sleep divorce. I, it, they claim here it's a growing trend. I have no idea if it is or not. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, and then occasionally you convene for uh, reindeer games or what have you. Some so-called expert who probably would be little to no help if you actually needed any help uh, says sleep divorce can actually have a positive impact on a relationship if the couple discusses the specifics of how it can help. Like, it's easier for me to text my boyfriend, she says, if oh, you're not in the same bed. That wouldn't help. That's a bad for instance. That wouldn't help. But if my snoring bothers you, you could sleep better. That would help. When so you sleep in the other room, I forget how much I hate you. <laughs> that probably is not it either. So it's a positive. You also need to discuss how long you intend to maintain this arrangement and alternate ways of establishing connection and intimacy outside of sharing a bed. So you, I guess you go with uh, Tuesdays at 8. I'll see you right here. Sound good? You're better mine, I guess. Yeah, boy. That whole thing. Mm. And it evolves through life. What a whole thing. You're talking about uh, no, sex? or It's very direct. That whole thing. I have sex. more of a Victorian attitude toward that sort of thing. I prefer more delicate terms. Mm. In your world, the, the, it's just that they kiss, and then the, the, the camera goes fuzzy, and then it's the next morning. Uh, occasionally, you fade, uh, f- fade in on the fireplace. That's fine, too. <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, you know, is it the whole, uh, you say, hey, a little later, maybe we should let the, the, the people think, or do you go with a shoulder rub, and the, or do you make an appointment? It's, it's I don't know, different people, uh, different things work for different people. I said 8 o'clock, you're late, it's 8.05, get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate punctuality, not tonight for you, dear. There was heavy traffic near the bathroom area. <laughs> Uh, when you you know when you're 22, it's like listen, always, all the time, every second of every single day, assume yes. Actually, that hasn't changed much on <laughs> no, one side of the no, equation. No, it doesn't. It same assumption, dear. <laughs> yes, exactly. I tell you what, if I'm bleeding a lot, give me five minutes. <laughs> Other than that, it's a yes. Right. You mentioning the uh, fireplace reminded me Tesla has this thing where uh, the romantic setting. Have we talked about this? Have you heard this? I think so. You turn on the fireplace and the big screen turns into a fireplace and the heater comes on. So it feels like (laughs) the fireplace on. And then Elon has a uh, 
uh, a collect a mixtape basically that automatically plays, and it's all you know, sexy music. Wow. So you turn on the fireplace, you got a roaring fireplace right there in your car with the sexy music playing. And is there some button that you you press to have the seats kind of fold down and flattish <laughs> or something? Because what a it, funny thing to do. You know, this is probably over some sort of line, but I remember as a kid, as a teenager, growing up with references to uh, romantic couplings in a car. Again, uh, much more of a Victorian than Jack over here with his S-E-X word. Um and then, as I moved into the part of my life where that sort of thing became conceivable, I quickly realized, logistically, this is very challenging. Unless you have, oh, maybe, you know what the difference is? If you're writing a song in the 1960s, you're sitting in a, you know, uh, Chevy Malibu that's about 35 feet long. Right. Yeah. And it has a back seat that you could, you know, house a family of four in. Back seat practically is bed-sized, yeah. Right, and here I am going out on dates in my, my parents' Plymouth Horizon, if you remember those, which was, on its best day, a crappy car and very small. Um, and it was like, I t- two schools couldn't do it in here. I was reading, uh, the I don't remember why this article was there, but I was reading the other day about what a crisis that was when automobiles became a thing and people had them. And young people could go out on dates on them and how horrifying it was for parents, which, yeah, all of a sudden there's a mobile bedroom. Your, 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 your young girl and her boyfriend are headed out in, which had never happened to before. Mm. Now all of a sudden there's a mobile bedroom. They could go park anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's a change. That's an overnight change in the, uh, the whole thing. I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was. Considerably less charming. Xi Jinping is solidified his control over communist China. Plus, speaking of communism, some of our greatest cultural institutions are touting the benefits of Marxism and socialism right under our noses. Yeah, that's uh, some good stuff. And if you ever miss an hour, because it's all good stuff, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisher homes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home hey guys you know what this playground could use a wine country huh a redwood forest would be cool ski slopes wait did we just invent california discover why california is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com